Welcome. This is the Fly Fishing Journeys podcast with host Rob Giannino, where we have great conversation with really awesome experts from within the fly fishing community. You see, the fly fishing lifestyle is a journey, and we're glad you're on this journey with us. Check out flyfishingjourneys.com for more podcasts, and please subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Here's your host, Rob Giannino. Rollin Schuster and Augusto Russell of Cross Current Insurance came highly recommended. I've been very fortunate to be selective who I promote on this podcast. Seeing the team at Cross Current Insurance as regular supporters of the fly fishing shows and as leaders in community and nonprofit support was what caught my attention. Hearing recommendations from my guide friends about the quality of their insurance as well as their service is what did it for me. I originally met Rollin through his daughter, Abby Schuster, who runs Kismet Outfitters, a guide and fly shop in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. In this podcast, we get to know Rollin and Augusto, chat about the benefits of trip insurance, and even find out about Augusto's fishing origin story and how that fits in with a bamboo pole and a water buffalo. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned. The Fly Fishing Show Tour travels the country every winter. From January until March, the largest consumer fly fishing shows in the world will be in seven locations. The stops are Marlboro, Massachusetts, which covers the New England area, Denver, Colorado, Edison, New Jersey, which is the New York, New Jersey and Mid-Atlantic State show, Atlanta, Georgia, Bellevue, Washington, Pleasanton, California, the Bay Area show, and finally back to where it all started in Pennsylvania at the Lancaster Show. These are super fun events that are packed with teaching, presentations, and everything you would ever want to know or see in fly fishing. Find all the details at flyfishingshow.com. All right, guys, welcome to the next episode of the Fly Fishing Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Rob Giannino, and I couldn't be happy to have Mr. Roland Schuster and Mr. Augusto Russo of Cross Current Insurance. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Rob. Yes, Good glad to, to be you. here. Well, first of all, guys, I just want to get right out of the room. The elephants in the room, thank you for your partnership with Fly Fishing Journeys. You guys have been an incredible sponsor. You guys do amazing insurance, and uh, today we want to talk about travel insurance, and our listeners want to talk about travel insurance. But before we jump into that, thank you for your partnership with us. Our pleasure, Rob. It's great to see you at all the shows, get to know you over the years, and happy to be a sponsor. Well, I appreciate that. And actually, uh, one of my first guests was your daughter, Abby. Yeah. Abby Schuster with Kismet. Yeah, sure. And she was one of my first guests on my podcast like five years ago. And then uh, we kind of ran each, into each other at the Atlanta show and, you know, have this history in insurance. It's kind of great to have that connection again. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to uh, kind of ride Abby's coattails, so to speak, <laughs> right? She's doing some amazing things. Yeah, she's, she's got it going. No doubt about it. I just had to do a, uh, a sub for her to talk about the vineyard yeah. fishery because she's home with a sick baby. And oh, okay. What on the way, but she'll be back in the... In the saddle in no time. She's incredible what she does. And uh, why don't you, uh, let's give you kind of a proud dad moment here, you know, because Abby is amazing. She runs Kismet Outfitters. She just started a fly shop here a couple years ago. She guides all over Martha's Vineyard in the Cape. And uh, she's sponsored by Cheeky and some some great uh, TNT rods. Tell our listeners a little bit about Abby. Sure. Be happy to. Abby's my oldest daughter. She's loved fishing since I can remember at three years old. We uh, entered a fishing derby at a local golf course, and she caught the biggest trout. And I think that, no pun intended, set the hook with her. Yeah. She's loved it ever since. She 
went to college in Montana, went to guide school. We've always been an outdoor family. She grew up fishing, but she really took it to another level and has guided in Montana, Seattle, and then kind of pulled up stakes and moved back east yep. and is on the vineyard just doing great things. So I'm super proud of her. Tell us a little bit about some of the parades. I always see you guys in a parade. Now, I have a feeling, <laughs> is it is it you who's the one in the costumes all the time or uh, we, Santa or uh, what are you doing uh, there? I, uh, I definitely am the Santa, So, uh, <laughs> which is a, a big deal on Martha's Vineyard. They have an annual Christmas kind of parade. Yeah. And Santa's out in front of her fly shop, casting a rod, bringing people into the shop, saying hi to everybody. It's super fun. Um, and then there's a parade that goes on, yeah. and we pull a flats boat at one of Abby's flats boats that she uses for guiding. And the family's on board, and this year her husband uh, was the shark that Abby had caught and yeah. was running around. And what the cool thing was is Isla, uh, their daughter, my granddaughter, was casting one of those little Orvis like office rods yeah like with a the yarn. Rod, yeah. yeah yeah so she was keeping some tight loops for a, Good for a her. kid who's not even two well she's got a great trainer you know so <laughs> it's in the jeans it is in the jeans <laughs> she has no choice right? yeah well good for her and you know we want to have abby back on the podcast and we want to hear about all the amazing things she's doing and uh she's really killing it down there in martha's vineyard and she does well mostly stripers and some false albacore yeah yeah it's a seasonal sort of fishery she starts out with the stripers blues roll in yep. and then the fall it's bonito and false albacore sure so. and she just opened a fly shop huh that's an incredible like undertaking it, it is it's but it's starting a fly shop from scratch yeah it's been going really really well there's no pure fly shop on the vineyard yeah so she's in that niche, yeah, and yeah. she's fishy as heck and has a great following and yeah. super active in the community and doing some great stuff. So she's, cool. she's earned every bit of it and yeah. uh, is on the water pretty much every day, whether she's pregnant or not. She's, <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> yeah, Augusto, tell our listeners a little bit about Cross Country Insurance, where you guys got started, where you're based out of, and a little bit about your company. Well, actually, Roland should be telling this story, but I'll get it started. Uh, speaking of Abby, Abby came to Roland, who is my business partner, and she says, Dad, there's got to be an easier and better way to buy insurance. It's so hard. And so uh, Roland uh, came to me with that, and uh, we talked about it, met with Abby, and, and sure enough, we investigated what our insurance industry is doing for this sector, and we discovered it was underserved, considerably underserved. And so Roland and I put our heads together with close to 40 years of experience in the insurance to get, uh, with each other, having about 40%, 40 years of experience. And uh, we talked to some of our market uh, markets and, and we realized there's something here that can be done yeah. to serve the needs. And so that's how CrossCurrent was born. We put stuff together. We, we actually hired people who were fishy and outdoorsy, maybe no insurance background. Yeah. So we started with that, and because we can always train insurance, you can't train fishiness. You know? Right. And so all of our staff really is their guides, out, uh, their pilots, their captains, a lodge owner like Rollin, yep. a co-owner. So and this she, is Abby. This is Abby. Abby kind of came up with this idea. She did. She was very frustrated with the process, came to her old man, said, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, because you have a history of insurance. I've, like, uh, I've been doing this for 40 years, so is Augusta almost. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, we're deep into this. And all along the way, we've been outdoorsmen and fishing and all yep. that. And what we wanted to do was blend our 
professional experience with our passion for serving the outdoors. Yep. And we created a company that I think is very, very unique by the makeup of what Augusta was just talking about. And then our, our passion to really do things differently and serve the sector as it should be. Yeah, right. We also have a program where it's called Cast Your Vote. So every one of our clients, we ask them to cast their vote as to where they want our corporate donations to go. Okay. So each and every year we have kind of an event and we write checks to who our clients want us to support. And obviously it's environmentally, it's part of our mission. Yep. To support the causes that we all in this room collectively care about. So who are some of your clients? You have outfitters, guides, lodges. Manufacturers, we have some rod manufacturers, lodges all around the country. In fact, some out of the country. Um, we're now expanding into the Bahamas and South America for lodges. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guides, both fishing and hunting, boats. What else have I missed? Aviation. Aviation, uh, yeah. Yep. The, the whole sort of outdoor adventure industry is who we're trying to serve. So if I'm a guide, what does your product do for me? It's primarily liability. Okay. So if something happens while you're out with a client and they turn the table on you and maybe you were at fault, you should have insurance to protect you for that. Okay. And we have an extremely competitive program. What would be some of the advantages? So even if I'm not a guide, I'm listening to this podcast and I have a friend who's a guide, you know, because there's going to be a ton of people like that, yeah. right? So if I wanted to say, hey, you know, have you heard about cross-current insurance? What would be some things they could say that would be a benefit for your program over, say, maybe in others? Well, I think who we are, first and foremost, that we get what they do. Most of our staff has guided at some point. Yeah. So they get that. They also are highly committed to service. So if something goes wrong, we're going to be there for you. We live in a fairly small fishbowl, too. Right? Yeah. We're serving the outdoor adventure yeah. industry. Everybody knows everybody. Right. And Augusta, maybe talk about the pricing and the provisions a little bit. That it's yeah. Just we created a, a program that we found uh, was really uh, stifling our competitors because as you do volume, get stuck because of the process that's involved. We simplified all that without taking any coverages away. In fact, we enhance coverages. Mm -hmm. You can add your coverage, your boats, your gear, uh, you know, your trailers and so on. And the pricing, we, just, we scouted the marketplace to see who's charging what. And uh, we came in with a program that is really, we, we think is the most competitive out there. And so, and, and that's catching on. Like American, like AFTA, for example, is, uh, has, has endorsed this. And a few guide associations like State of New York, uh, Maine and, and Maine and yep. New Hampshire. Guide so, Relief Program. Guide Relief Program. So the word is getting out. I think the most important thing, though, is that when a guide calls us, we seem to be responding a lot quicker than anybody else. Uh, that's because we're, we're focused in on them because they have plenty to do to yeah. run their business. And we make it as simple as possible to them. And the most important thing is, and no, I don't know that anybody else is doing this, we prorate our program. Okay. What that means is we divide the year into thirds, depending on what part of the year you come in, so you don't pay the full premium. Sure. Well, of course, you can always use pay the full premium. So... That is the competitive edge and sort of like buying what you need. Right. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing that with us. And then you also have this program, which I'm super excited to hear about because even me as a, as a host, as a travel curator, as people taking people to other countries, these people may need travel insurance. And you see that a lot now, like every single airline, you oh, can't yeah. even book a ticket without saying, no, I don't want this insurance. And 
one of the reasons I often decline that insurance is because it's only if somebody gets like hospitalized where you're going to get any benefit out of that. Like you can't make a trip due to something very serious that happens in your family. Uh, and then you can get you know, that coverage. It's always through a third party, never through the airlines. So, but there are advantages to having a travel insurance, a trip cancellation insurance, or maybe something happens while you're there, or maybe there's flight. Like, what is travel insurance? I think the easiest way to understand this is, you know, when you go on a trip, whether it's to the Bahamas or Mexico or wherever you want to fish, you're dropping a fair amount of money on that trip. Yeah. And, you know, life can throw curveballs at you. COVID was the, probably the perfect example that put this coverage really on the map. When COVID hit, the world shut down. And if you had a fishing trip booked, the lodge is closed. There was a time where a lodge might say, you know what, you've been a good customer of mine. We'll roll it over to next year. Yeah. The economics don't work for a lodge anymore like I that. Know. So they're requiring that if a trip is canceled, you lose your deposit. You, it's just flat out. There's no more good guy anymore. So to buy travel trip insurance makes a lot of sense. It's mm-hmm. not terribly expensive. We scoured the market. We've partnered with an organization that we think is far and, a, far and away the best out there. Augusta, you want to talk a little bit about them and you know some of the uniqueness that we have? Yeah. The look and feel of our travel insurance or trip cancellation insurance is that it's really geared for the adventurers, right? The, yeah. the guys going on these fly fishing trips. The program, there's, there's three levels, bronze, silver, and gold. So you buy what you're looking to, that you want to protect your investment on the trip. So it's all on the website. I won't go boring into the details, but we feel that this is an important protection for the investment that, you, that Roland alluded to. So I, I think... The other thing we're going to do as CrossCurrent, we're willing with certain outfitters and, and lodges, we have a program where we share in the revenue with them for the right for the right partnership. Sure. And nobody's offering that to the people in the space. So when would that, for me, as somebody who buys this insurance through your company, when would I use that? Like what would happen? Like something would happen with the lodge or something would happen with my flight? or something would happen with even myself, I can't go. Yeah. When would that kick in? Typically what happens is somebody gets sick or they have a family emergency or something like that, right? Okay. And they have to deep six the trip. Mm-hmm. So this would kick in and pay you back what you, lost. you have lost. In that deposit. Correct. What yeah. about the remaining balance? The re- It depends on the lodge's rules. Yep. yep. If, yep. A, if it's full payment, typically a lodge might say, you know, within... 30 days of the trip, we want full payment up front. Yep. Some don't. You know, it depends on the lodge. Yep. Um, as Augusta said, we're starting to work with quite a few lodges embedding our insurance just so it's at the time of booking a trip, mm-hmm. it's a pop-up question. Would you like some vetted, really good insurance to cover this trip? Yeah. We want to make it simple for the person buying it and want to make it simple for the lodge that might be offering it. Yeah. And I, I just think it's such an, an important insurance to get these days where I might turn down the airline insurance because I ne- don't necessarily trust this third party exactly right. through American Airlines yeah. to you know go through all that paperwork right to say hey you know I'm going to try to get my money back for this flight it's probably not going to be worth a headache but I would want something like this even for myself and going I'm going to India yeah you know what I mean yeah. or I'm going to a destination the Bahamas or or any of these destination trips, and specifically for me to have it as a line item 
from my clients. And if I'm taking six or eight with me, yeah. let me get you guys this connection here I have with you know CrossCurrent because we want to get you a very reasonably priced travel insurance because we're going to another country. Right. And this is going to be a, a benefit for you guys to have for the yeah, price. Exactly. And the coverage is holistic in nature. You know, the airline stuff might cover the airline. Yeah. But there's a lot more than the airfare that goes into a trip, right? Sure. I mean, you're going to India. The airfare is part of it, but the lodge you're staying in, if yep. you lose your gear or equipment, that's part of our platform, too. Yep. So, you know, we've really partnered with a company that understands this space. We've helped kind of build this, and we're super excited about it. So, The other thing, too, with it, the trip cancellation insurance is a benefit, certainly for the one taking the trip. But your business partners, our business partners... It takes the awkwardness out of the situation right. about their policy about not returning refunds or, right. or that opportunity cost because if, if they can't book it today, they might use that next year's time slot. And they lost and that they whole lost revenue. That. Exactly. Yeah. That's the killer. That's they can't book time. You can't get time back. No. That's exactly right. Well, that's, that's very fascinating to me. And uh, you know, that's the type of thing that I want to be able to add as a line item. How would somebody like work with you guys? Would they call you directly? Yeah. If I'm going on a trip, you guys work with a one person? Yeah, they can go right to our website okay. and sign up right then and there. It compares the programs we have. They put in some simple data. In a matter of two minutes, you can have a quote and buy it right then and there. If you want to talk live to any of us, pick up the phone and call us and we'll, yep. we'll, we'll walk you through it. Happy to do so. Yeah. We can even sign people up here at the show. I yes. mean, it's, it's simple stuff. What shows are you guys doing this year? This year we're doing this, which Edison. we always have. We're doing Edison. Edison. Next weekend we're actually changing a little bit. We're going to the Dallas Safari Club show. Very cool. Which is kind big of a show. big, huge show. Big game oriented, hunting oriented. We're having a lot of activity with hunting guides and lodges yep. come our way. Yeah. So we thought we'd try that. Then we're doing Denver. Yep. That's an awesome show. Yeah, Denver's great. We love Denver. And that's probably it for the fly fishing shows. Okay. You know, there was some talk about going out to Washington, yeah, but last year we did Pleasantville, Pleasanton. It's a big jump. It's it's a lot of moving around, you know? It is. Yeah. Yep, yep. I do the West Coast. I go to Seattle, rent a car, head down to Pleasanton, so I spend uh, the week out there. Okay. Which is super cool. We might do a day of fishing on the Klamath. <laughs> great, great, yeah. You know, I saw the coast, the West Coast, that North, the Pacific Northwest for the first time last year. Yeah, Me and Ben Frimsky, the owner of the show, we went fishing in the Ho Valley. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we got one like steelhead. Yeah, nice. yes. Which was super cool. We're like walking across these giant trees that are down. That's how you have to get across a river. You have to like look for a down tree. That's in the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, right? yeah Abby and I fished that once. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. All that mossy stuff hanging yeah. off the trees, yep, yep. and it's just a really special place. It's unfortunate what's going on with the steelhead. Yeah. It's kind of a disaster Yeah, to see all those steelheads in decline. Yeah, yep. But you know what? You look at what's going on with the striper fishery here on the East Coast, and as challenging as it may be, it's encouraging to see what's happening. I mean, it's coming I just, back good. Just on the water last summer, I mean, it's noticeably better. Nice. Um, In what way? Bigger fish primarily. Wow. And more fish. More and this is primarily yeah. out, out on Martha's Vineyard. But, you know, I think as much as some people don't like the moratorium on certain on certain tournaments and it's what needed. have you, yeah. You, yeah. you know, it pays off. And yeah. we're in this for the long term. We care immensely. We're pretty much all catch and release anyway these days. Yeah. So, Where did um, you grow up, Ron? I grew up in Connecticut. Okay. And, and still live in Connecticut. Spend my time between Connecticut and Martha's Vineyard. 
fish at Farmington River in Connecticut a lot. Okay. So great, great trout fishery. Um, and I then that. That's where the guitar, is it guitar or Gibson or what? Is ovation. Ovation. Ovation, yep. ovation yeah. pool, right? This ovation pool, yeah. Yeah, yep, I love yep, that. Yep. Yep. Great, little, great little stretch of river. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I was well, out there with my son two weeks ago, actually. Okay. Didn't have much luck. It was cold as heck. The water was really high. But yeah. It's fun to get out of it anyway. That's where they make the ovations, right? It, it yeah. is, yeah. Uh, still to this day? I don't know. Um, they used to, right? At yeah, least. they definitely used to. Not oh, sure if they still Farmington. have. Farmington. Yeah. Farmington River, great river. How about the Hoose? Um, occasionally I'll get up there, for sure. Yep. Tonic in Connecticut is a great river. Yep, absolutely. A lot of smallie action up there, yep. too. Hoose Tonic River Outfitters? Uh, yes, yeah, yep. Who were... I, I know some of your clients, but I don't want to name drop your clients because it's not really my spot to. But are you able to talk about any of your clients, uh, whether it be an outfitter or a guide? Yeah, I think. The Harrison Brothers? Yeah, the Harrison Brothers are super well known. Those yeah. guys are great advocates of ours. Thomas and Thomas Fly Rods, you know, those guys have been with us from the early days. You know, that business has grown immensely. We have some lodges out in Alaska. Yeah, all over the world. The manufacturers. Are really um, singing our praises, too, because of the way we're handling our service standards. So most of our business these days is coming by way of referral, which is how you want a business to grow. Right. right? It's word of mouth. And then we're present. We go to the shows to see our friends and have a cold beer with everybody and, you know, have some fun too. You speaking of the Harrison brothers, I mean, they really put that Western Mass fishery right. on the map. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I fished the Deerfield ever since I started fly fishing. Yeah, I actually went on my first really trip was the Westfield River at a Indian Hollow. Really? Where? Yeah, where yeah. I kind of went for the first time and met all the guys in yeah. Trout Unlimited, yeah. and they had their big annual symposium there, their big conclave, and I met a great friend who are friends to this day from that fishing trip. We learned how to fish on the Westfield River, the Deerfield River. Yeah. And then those guys started doing the circuit, doing the you know the talks, and started kind of uncovering yeah. the size of the brown trout that you can catch in the mir- the Deerfield River. It's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. And then this whole new program they have, the Bleedwater video that they just kind of released, uh, was on last year's F3T. Yeah, we were a sponsor of that, and uh, very proud of the way that came out. Those guys yeah. crushed it with that. <laughs> yeah. And the, that waterfall... Uh, uh, yeah, the NRS clip. raft or yeah, yeah. upcast raft or whatever it is. Yeah, that was really something. So glad Dan made it through that. Yeah, and so, you know, good people, and uh, they're also— By the way, uh, we don't recommend that to all of our clients. <laughs> <laughs> going over going over the cliff there. You're right. But, yeah, because that probably would not be good for your insurance policies with all those guys no, going we're, over the we're, cliff. We're there when something happens, but, you know, you got to be a, a risk manager, exactly. too. Exactly. Right? Uh, you know, we also insure uh, name fly shops, you know. We have everyone from Dave in uh, Emerald uh, in, in Oregon. Washington in Seattle, area, Seattle yeah. sorry, to Deed Flies in New York, which is... De- Deddy. Deddy, sorry. De- Deddy. Yeah, we've had them for a long time, and they are arguably the oldest fly shop in the country, to Seven Mile Fly Shop in Marathon, Florida. So cr- yeah. we're countrywide. Well, yeah. I know we have quite a few listeners who are fly shops or connected to fly shops yeah. or walk into fly shops, have friends who have fly shops. What would be some of the, again, liability? What would be the product that you would offer a fly shop? Yeah. So what we've discovered is that most of these fly shops are insured by companies who don't want to insure their guides. Okay. And then there are insurance companies who want to insure the guides, but they don't really care to do the retail. Right. When we figure this out, we put a program together where we can work with the retail carrier and then 
sort of blend in the guide liability and the one program, and it saved them money. It takes away the hassle of having to worry about getting canceled or non-renewed because the guy, your insurance company found out you're into guiding. They, for whatever reason, didn't know mm. about it. And we've discovered that right all over across the country, and we've been able to provide the solution. But I think that's, again, one of the reasons we're, we're excited about what we're doing across current. We consider ourselves innovative. Yep. We're looking for things that, where the, 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 our insurance industry isn't serving the sector. By really focusing, by knowing what we know, yeah. we can bring things to the table that nobody's even worked on or thought about or just too lazy. Guys, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be right back because i got a ton more stuff to ask you guys. Fantastic. Thank you. We're going to take a short commercial break to hear from Tim O'Neill of Norvice. What makes the Norvice different than another system? There are a lot of rotary fly-tying vices out there. The Norvice is the only vice that will truly spin when you tie flies, and there's a big difference between rotating a vice slowly and spinning it at a bit of a faster RPM. And being able to spin the hook on a zero-axis rotations opens up a lot of doors for us in the world of fly-tying. Tell me about the introduction of colors to the Norvice system. When we obtained the company from Norm, he said to me just a very, very short statement. He said, you know, I always thought a colored Norvice would be a cool item. We brought out five colors, Radical Red, Sunset Orange, Shamrock Green, Liberty Blue, and Royal Purple. We have five colors along with the black that you're accustomed to seeing with Norvice, and we've been doing very well with those. To find more information in their online store, visit nor-vice.com. All right, so we're back here with Rollin and Augusto. We're talking uh, about how people can protect themselves when they go on travel trips. We're talking about the cool things that you guys are doing here. I want to talk about some of the uh, programs that you guys are sponsoring as part of the industry. I think one of the things that I was excited about, one of the reasons why I wanted to partner with you guys is because I saw how committed you were to the fly fishing industry. Yeah. And it is like one big family, like right? Because yes. at the end... We call it the show family. We go on all these different trade shows, these events. We'll go out to dinner. We'll have a drink. We'll see each other in all the different countries or different states. It's one thing like when you're traveling around someplace with somebody and you see each other in different states. Yeah. You know, it's like a circus yes. almost. Super fun. But it's a fun community. And I think that's what the fly fishing industry is. It's like a community. So I want to hear what you guys are doing to support the community because I know you guys are doing a ton. So I, I think it's shown in a couple of ways. One is personal involvement. I'm on the board of the Guide Relief Program. It is a program that is geared to help guides, especially in an emotional crisis. It was born out of a vision that Molly Simpkins had out of Montana and is really starting to take foot. So very proud of the work we're doing there. We have endorsements from AFTA, which we have a great partnership with. They're doing some wonderful things. Yeah, we're also, like your state associations we talked about, that we, they've asked us to come and speak to the guides, especially those who are the new, newly minted guides and mm -hmm. how to protect themselves and you know the liability insurance and all the things that are, are out there. We're trying to also create economy scale, buying power. Some of these lodges that we'd love to work with are best in class, you know, and that's what our insurance companies are looking for with good management. So why can't we create more competitive pricing yep. for the, you know, certainly the better run ones. The, um, but the thing I want to tell you, but we were in New Jersey, the Edison show last yeah. year. I got to give credit to my business partner here, Rollin, who had this brilliant idea of raising money for last year was the American Fly Fishing Association, as well as 
the Lefty Cray. Friends of Lefty Cray. Yeah. Yep. So we went around asking for donations, and people gave generously, and we raised like $18,000, yeah. split, you know, 9000 each. And I, if I remember correctly, that 9000 left the Cray Memorial was what they needed to actually start the groundwork of building that statue. Yeah, either that or put it over the top. Put it over the top, but yeah. We threw a big party for we the did. industry. Yes. We brought in live music, bought a ton yeah. of beers. This industry can yeah. drink, beer. drink beer <laughs> By the way, pretty, that, pretty effectively. Uh, <laughs> By the way, it's in partnership with Ben Ferinsky of, of the Fly Fishing Show. Yep, yep. yep. And Oak Pool and Kismet Outfitters. Yes. And so we're throwing it again this year awesome. in Edison. And, you know, we welcome donations because it's all going to three really great causes. Bonefish Tarpon Trust, the American Fly Fishing Museum, and casting for, um, casting for recovery. It's amazing. So they're great organizations. Every dime of it will go back to those organizations. And yeah. along the way, you know, for an hour and a half, we'll drink a bunch of beer, listen to some music, see all our friends from the industry. <laughs> yeah. And do some good work out there. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, you guys had a ton of product out on the tables. People go in and put in, like, uh, tickets into different hats. Yeah. Yes. You could see your friends winning like fly rods and you yeah. know expensive trips. trips. That, it was great, for, like a margin of the price. Yeah. And people know. really stepped up for it. Next year, we're th- this year it's still focused on the industry, but we're thinking about opening it up to consumers as well. Yeah, because that just brings in that many more wallets, if you will. And yeah, he, you know the people roaming around here that are avid fly fishermen, but not necessarily in the industry, would probably love to be part of something like that—a right. raffle, an auction where yeah. they can. Get something at a maybe a discount, but know those dollars are going into into the industry in a very very positive way. Very cool, Augusta. Where were you born? I we found out where Roland was born. Where were you born? I was born and grew up in the Philippines and okay. came here in 1970 to, and lived in Massachusetts and in 2003 moved to Connecticut. Loved this ever since. So I've been I've been a Connecticut guy since 2003 and I love it. How old were you when you came over to the states? I was about 10 years old. Really? I couldn't speak a, a lick of English. I was in fourth grade. All I could do was math. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, my mother, God bless her, she, told, she uh, told us to, we're going to speak English 24-7 in the household. And uh, a few months later, we were conversing, you know, fluently conversing. Yeah. The irony is I majored in English when I went to college. <laughs> You're still pretty good at math, though. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad to have a business partner who's good at math. Absolutely. Every time we talk about sponsorship, I say, I have to talk to a customer. He's the math guy. I see why now. I see why, I see why you say that, Roland. Which is great. You know, you have to have a, a partnership. That's what you have no a doubt. partnership for. Absolutely. It works. It works. And so what part of the Philippines do you remember? Like what it was just a couple of hours outside of Manila, north of Manila, and okay. I still have some family there. And uh, I'm actually trying to make plans to go and visit them because I hadn't seen them in 20 years. So, yep. What are some of the highlights of your time, the 10 years there, Augusto? What are some? So, of the highlights? growing up, you know, under 10 years of age, I would literally just climb a tree of whatever fruit is in season. That's how I would eat my lunch. Yeah. And my uncle, who I uh, love to fish, took me out fishing with a bamboo, a, a real bamboo. Pole, you know, with a string attached to it. <laughs> Not like a bamboo fly rod. We're just talking yeah, about a bamboo no, no. pole. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> and I remember him, my uncle, taking me uh, out there on the water, and we would sit or ride a water buffalo into the water and fish off a water buffalo's back. <laughs> and you could, they would, they would allow that. Oh well. 
there's no police or anything out no, there. No, but yeah. I mean the buffalo. Oh, the buffalo. Yeah, the <laughs> how, I would think a buffalo wouldn't allow you to no, ride. No, they're they're pretty they're pretty tame. So yeah, I mean, we might they, have yeah. to bring one of those out to the vineyard. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm glad I asked that question. I did. I was not thinking I was going to get that. Right? You know, maybe hiking or climbing yeah. a tree and eating some fruit. Yeah. I can understand yeah. that. Riding a buff a water buffalo, I was not expecting. <laughs> That's a twist to a new guide exactly. service. Uh, can we ensure that? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is getting wild around here. So that's that is very interesting. Yeah. And uh, what would you say some of the highlights of the Philippines are, or, or even the Filipino people? Because yeah. I could give you a long list, but yeah, well, you're familiar. So I think the Filipinos are very loving. Uh, they're very kind. Uh, they don't have much, but what what little they have, you know. They know how to appreciate life. Yeah. Uh, they're very, very generous, uh, yep. even with the little that they have. So I couldn't have been happier to live, to, to grow up in the Philippines and yeah. having uh, that as my culture, my, my origin of culture. Sure. So, uh, Augusto, you still send money back to family there? Right? I do. Uh, you know, there's no safety nets in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this is part of the, you know, Brawlin and my DNA, you know, we're... To whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. Know? So you know, we, I, I give to my family because you know they have no Medicare, they have no, there's no, there's no Social Security. So right. when someone gets uh, ill and they need medication or go and see a doctor, you know, they they come to me when they're short in cash and sure. If I can, if I have it to give, which I do, I'm happy to give it. That's amazing. Thank you. What uh, would be some of the highlights as you're fishing back there? Because you know, I'm trying to find cool stories. Rolling. It's harder and harder and harder. Yeah. I mean, you can find a cool story in anywhere you go. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to find a different and then a u- unique location for fly fishing. It's hard. It's getting harder. Yeah. Yep. This world is getting so small. We can travel to like every inch of the planet, it seems like. I mean, this August, I'm going down to Brazil with the non-contact people in Ken Jam and Rio Mare and... You know, it's like who would have ever thought you could go into the deep jungle of Brazil and did Pierce just go there? I don't know if he did, but I, he, I, he was just telling me. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's pretty remote, but it's actually not that unusual for not, the, in the fly anymore. fishing in any space. So yeah. I am looking for new spaces and new parts of the world to get to to tell stories. So. Are there any cool, real cool spots in the I, Philippines? Well, as 10 years old, I, I really wasn't a, you know, cognizant of anything like that. But yeah. part of the reason I want to go back uh, soon is to seek out a place to fish. Yeah. I don't know what kind of fisheries are in That's there. That's what my next question yeah. was going to be. Is it I, more of I'm a... I'm going to investigate that. Let me fi- know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe we'll you go come together. with me. I was, was going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, t- just, I'm tagging out. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, you already call your large permits. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's always more. <laughs> I want to know about that permit in one second. So, Augusto, you would, do you think, or is this something we have to find out? Is that more of a freshwater type of fishery I, or more of a saltwater? I think it's going to be both. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's an archipelago. So, okay. you know, there's, there's so many islands and freshwater yeah. streams. But certainly the salt water, which, you know, I, honestly, is I, I'm really, really liking the salt water fly fishing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, uh, yeah. I bet you could get lost and, like, be so happy to yes. get lost for a lifetime in the Philippines. There's and plenty just to seek out. Keep, keep just traveling explore. around, explore these Abs- islands. And absolutely. Maybe we have to do this. Road trip. <laughs> 
Jeff Curry. Maybe. Jeff Curry has probably already done this. <laughs> probably, probably. I have to talk to Jeff. I keep telling him, you know, he keeps setting this bar of new species on a fly. He's up to like 450, 460. Whoa. Wow. And I keep telling him I'm trying to chase him, but he's not slowing down. No. He's, he's adding. <laughs> He's like, good luck. Is Piranhas, good luck Piranhas one of them? Oh, Piranhas, he hit you oh, know, okay. when he was hiking around you know, South America oh, okay. bare feet well, when say, in when the say 60s. Brazil. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> He's now just got back from, uh, I forget where he was, but this new species, the red Akoya or whatever it was, and mm. he's going to be in Bhutan. I mean, that dude is not slowing down. No. Nice. He's actually my idol and my mentor. Yeah. Jeff Courier. Yeah, he's got it going. No doubt about it. So, well, that's super cool. But we we had mentioned the permit. You had caught a monster permit down in the Bahamas a few years, a couple of years back A couple now. years, yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, where were you? Is it public information? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I had the good fortune of being a partner in a lodge down there with a group of guys called Soulfly Lodge. It's in the Berry Islands. Bahamas. Bahamas, yep, yep. So it's just sort of... Hey, there's our friends over there in the Bahamas. Hey! hey. Shut up. How are you? <laughs> so we uh, we went down there and uh family trip, and yep. I said to Abby, hey, Abby, you and I, this was 30 days prior to the trip, Abby, we're going to be down there for Halloween. You and I are going to fish Halloween, It's gonna, and I know we're going to catch permit. Neither of us had caught a permit at that point. <laughs> so we're out with Travis, a spectacular guide. It's my turn in the bow, and... Sure enough, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. See three permits circling around. A fourth one joins them. I'm in full panic mode. Like, <laughs> Abby, what do I do? Flailing, Abby, what do I do? Flailing like I was a three-year-old. And she's yelling at me, which didn't help matters. <laughs> Finally, I took a deep breath, got my shit together, and put a nice cast right on them. And this one went after it and ate, and it just exploded and fought him for a while. And sure enough, it was... Probably a, everybody thinks it was about a forty-pound permit. That is absolutely is amazing. I've seen I've seen the photos, and I have no reason to doubt it wasn't every bit of forty pounds. Yep. So it was a big celebration. We uh, we're all meeting for lunch at a, this out island little bar, um, and we came in there smug as could be. <laughs> you know, how's your day? But then we just erupted, and the rest of the day was a complete party. It was super fun. Really what did he great. eat? It was a special fly. Oh, goodness. It was a special fly. <laughs> I cannot think I of the name I, I of it. And I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked really well. Yeah. And, you know, they have those flies down at Soulfly, too. So That's um, cool. It's really cool. Really. Fish of a lifetime. You know? Hey, was that your first permit? It was my first. Oh, you're, yep. you're done now. It's Forget downhill it. yeah, for me. Yeah, I've yeah. caught two others, and, like, it was okay. Yeah, Whatever. that's all right. <laughs> but, Where's my 40-pounder? <laughs> Guys, you said you were taking me to the 40-pounder. <laughs> yeah. Where is What's that? this? What's this is not a flat. <laughs> well, that's super cool. Tell me about SoFly. Tell me about the Barry Islands. Because, I mean, I went down to Andros, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, pretty awesome for bonefish. They have some permit, but I don't know if they have 40-pounders like that. Yeah, it's um, just north of Andros. I used to fish Andros quite a bit. It's a very small chain of islands. You fly into Great Harbor Key. Okay. The lodge used to be a kind of boutique hotel dining place. Okay. And we acquired it and made it into a fishing lodge. And it's right on the beach. It's beautiful. It has a pool. The staff we have is off the charts great. The yeah. chef is unbelievable. Kyle Schaefer and his wife, Kitri, 
have run the show down there. And New England people, Matt Maine, right? Yeah, yeah. Maine. And, like, they have done such an incredible job. It actually is the first carbon neutral lodge in the planet. Very so cool. It's, in the know, planet. That's what I understand. Wow. Yeah. And the fishery is spectacular. The, the bonefish is great, but there's a lot of there's access to permit. More so than anywhere I've fished in the Bahamas. Um, but there's trigger fish and there's, you know, some Reef jacks. Fish. And yeah. it's, just a, it's just a wonderful spot. Very cool. Tarpon? Yes, we have. My son has hooked on to two. Didn't land them, yeah. but they are there. That's cool. It's good to find something like yeah. that. And yep. Well, so fly in the Berry Islands. Yeah. Yeah. How did it get its name? I mean, that was Kyle Schaefer's name of his guide service. Soulfly up Soulfly, in Maine. Up in Maine. Okay. And he was he and Grizz put this thing together and invited a handful of partners to consider getting involved and sounds like a fun super time. Super happy they asked me and it's just a special place, it really Very is. Very cool. Well, good. Well, we've covered a bunch here, guys. I'm so thankful that, you know, you guys are part of this industry and that you're visible that you're out, you know, meeting people and, you know, what you guys are doing to support the, the industry itself with the sponsorships, bringing fresh ideas. You know, that's what we always need in business and in relationships yeah. and in community is we need new ideas. Yeah. And we need people who are willing to take these ideas because I'm like an idea guy. I mean, this whole thing was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over five years kind of thought up in my brain, yeah. you know what I mean? So you need ideas and you need to be, to be work with people who are willing to put ideas together yeah move something forward well we're very proud of what we've built in our building and you know in some regards we're just getting started it's a relatively new company yep but we continue to gain momentum and greatly appreciate the trust and confidence everybody's given yeah. to yeah. us and thanks for having us rob you, yeah your podcast is awesome we love i love listening to it and Thank hearing you hearing the various stories from everybody in the industry and beyond. So it's, yes. it's good stuff. Keep it going. I appreciate that. And, you know, what a great recommendation that I got from some of my guests. You know, I was like, hey, you know, if you want to talk about insurance, you know, you got to go over there and see with the guys at, at CrossCurrent. So Fantastic. thank you for what you guys do. And thank you for being on our podcast today. Well, thanks oh, for having awesome. us. Thank, thank you. We'll, we'll do it again. Thank you, guys. Like, oh, we'd, we'd be delighted. Yep. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. You've been listening to Fly Fishing Journeys with your host, Rob Giannino. To be notified of new episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. For past episodes, check out flyfishingjourneys.com. Fly fishing is a journey, and we're glad you're on this journey with us.